you know, um, your pastor is not only, I'm not just married to your pastor, but he's also my pastor too. He's not just my husband. And um, he spoke to my heart today. And um, we all, even if, no matter how close we are to God, sometimes we just let flesh just get a hold of us. And I'm sorry because I can't talk without crying, but I just feel like I've been walking around in a fog today. So I know that I need Jesus. I need him all the time. So I want you all to stand up, and I want you to help me worship God tonight. Amen? You know this song? If you don't know all of it, I know you know the chorus. I want you to just give God your all. Amen? Splendor of King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. Trembles at his voice, he trembles at his voice. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? And all will see how great, how great is our The God has three in one. All the spirits song, the lion and the lamb, the lion and the lamb. How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? Oh, name. He's 
sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Amen. Amen. You didn't feel something out of that last song. Your feeler broke.
Amen. Praise God. Cooper, can you turn up the house a little bit, brother, so I don't have to yell? Maybe my monitors, too, just a little bit. Oh, man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you for that, honey. That was amazing, and uh, thank God that you wanted to sing two songs, because the second song you sang was my favorite song, and uh, we were preaching that one time on the road, and she began to tell the church we were preaching at that her husband had been in prison, and mom never told him that she loved him, and he had turned his life around, and gave his heart to the Lord, and she just thanked God that God didn't throw me away when I was a wreck and out of control. And it's always been my favorite song. One of the, well, I guess I'd be a good husband and say every song she sings is my favorite song. I want you to do me a favor tonight, and I want you to uh, get a piece of paper, and I want you to tear it out. I want you to get a pen out, and I want you to write something down on a piece of paper for me. If you did not bring a piece of paper tonight, I would like you to be a good Christian and give the person with no paper, tear off your paper, and give them a piece. And if you're really a good Christian, you'll tear your piece into fours and make sure everybody's got a piece of paper. Cooper, I don't know if I sound like me, brother. Can you work on that? I think I need a little high in my voice or something, my brother. I, uh, who's got a paper now? Everybody got a piece of paper? Who don't have a piece of paper? Anybody here don't have a piece of paper? Now the next question is, do you have a pen? So if somebody needs to borrow your pen after you write down what I tell you to write down, I want you to be a good Christian and I want you to loan your pen out to your neighbor after I get you to write down this. Let's pray together. Father, I know one of the hardest things to do is to quit. And it's also one of the easiest things to do is to quit. Father, I pray tonight that you would just reveal yourself boldly and strongly in every person's life that is in this church tonight. Father, I pray that wherever they need help, that you would help them. In Jesus' holy, precious, amazing name, amen. On your papers, I want you to do me a favor, and I want you to write the word goodbye. If you don't have a pen, tell someone to let you borrow their pen, and if they don't, you tell me after church. I want you to write on a piece of paper, goodbye. One of the hardest things to do, my brothers and sisters, is to let go of the past. How many hear me? Garrett, you hear me up there in that sound booth? One of the hardest things to do is to let go of your past. Saying goodbye means that you're saying hello to something new. This is not easy, and some of our past stuff has shaped us, and it's made us. But let me say this. There's dangerous, dangerous, dangerous territory being stuck in the past. I was talking with Miss Kim Alexa this week, and she was telling me about some trials she was going through, and I said, you know why, don't you? She said, why, Pastor? I said, because that's your past. You have no business with your past. Kim, did I tell you that? 
Sometimes I tell you things you don't want to hear, but I mean them. Sometimes God tells me things I don't want to hear, but he means them. Sometimes we just got to write down goodbye to our old life, goodbye to our old friends, goodbye to our old ways, and say hello to this new walk with Jesus Christ. And out told, we can quit playing games with God, and we can write goodbye on a piece of paper tonight and toss it to him and lay that down at his feet and not pick that back up again. We can say goodbye to drugs tonight and not do drugs no more. We can say goodbye to gossip tonight and not gossip no more. We can say goodbye to a judgmental spirit and not judge others anymore. Maybe here tonight you're cheating on your husband or you're cheating on your wife. You can say goodbye to whoever you're cheating with. Maybe you're here tonight and you've done some things and and it's led you to a life of sorrow and pain. Guess what? The Bible says that you can write goodbye to that and joy cometh in the morning. I met a man one time. He was cheating on his wife, losing everything. He got into internet pornography and he was losing everything around him. It was destroying everything that was going on in his life. And and his wife his wife set him up and busted him and uh and, 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 and you know what? The first thing he did, he said, you know what? It was so easy to fall back into that life of sin and chasing women and drinking and going out every weekend and lying once I got away from church. Once I got away from reading my Bible. Once I got away from singing the praise and worship songs, it's so easy to go back to that old lifestyle. Most of the men that don't make it in interfaith, they're the ones that don't go to church no more. They're the ones that don't go to the, do the classes anymore. They got it figured out. Let me say this to you. I'm nine years walking with God, and I ain't got it figured out. I need him, Holly, every day to help me figure it out. I need him every minute to help me figure it out. I'm no good without him, but I can tell you this. My life is better since I wrote goodbye to some things. Somebody ought to hear me this morning say amen. Listen to me. Saying goodbye means we're saying hello to something new. We need to not get stuck in our past. Whether good or bad things have happened to us, we need to say goodbye. And we need to start looking into 2014 as a, a preparation period for God to do some amazing things in our life. How many understand that it is May already? Tell somebody that's sleeping say it's May already. My goodness, just the other day we were having a New Year's dance up in this joker right here. We was up in here dropping it like it was hot, having the time of our life. And now 2014's almost gone. We're five months into this thing, and some of y'all are still hanging on to old ways in 2013. Some of y'all are still hanging on to your old life, your old attitude, your old cop-outs, your old excuses. Your old ways are still dragging you backwards. Somebody's got to get a hold of this tonight. God wants something new out of you, and you need to say goodbye to the old life. Something I used to say when I baptized a lot was out with the old and up with the new. 
I got away from saying that. I don't know why I got away from saying that. I need to get Brother Vic to start saying that because I'm usually saying, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, and we come up, but somebody needs to say, down with the old and up with the new. Goodbye, old man. Hello, new woman. Get up out of that water and do something. We can't get ready for new until we say goodbye to old. Somebody need to hear that tonight. We can't get ready for new till we say goodbye to the old. Some of us have pains and rejections and hurts that we need to let go of. Can I say this to you tonight? If your pastor is going to get you any meat to chew on tonight, it's to let go and get ready for something big that God has for each and every one of us. Some of us are sitting here tonight. We've been through so much stuff that it's a miracle that we're sitting right here tonight in the right mind. How many by all rights and means said, man, I should have done been locked up in a sane side? They should have put a straight jacket on her. If we're going to embrace what God has for us this year and the years to come, we need to get a hold of new ways, and we need to get a hold of them fast. We need to get a hold of them fast. Some of you that are still cussing, lying, cheating, doing things that's not pleasing to God, you need to get a hold of these new ways really fast. I was talking to someone the other day, and they said, Brother Mark, I, I, I want you to pray for so-and-so because I think that they're going back out into the world. It's amazing to me that people can come over here, and I'm saying here because the Holy Spirit dwells here. It's not the preaching. It's not me. It's not us as a whole. It's Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God lives in this place, and I can't understand how people can come to this place because this place is anointed. Ah, y'all say that too weak. This place is anointed. If you got, if you got saved here and your life began anew here, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. This place is anointed. You can't come in here and really leave change. But so many do, Sarah, because they don't listen. So many do because they're tired of the rules and the regulations. I, I, can I say this? I never get bored with God. I never get bored with God. I never get bored with talking to Jesus every day. I never get bored with God. I never want to go back to my old life. I'm so bored with God that I think I'll just stay out of church. I think I'll just drink. I'm so bored with this church thing. I think I'll just go sleep around. I'm so bored with God in this new life that I think I'll just go back and hit the bottle. I'm so bored with this new life and this new relationship with God. Let me say this to you. It's just like anything else. You've got to work at this relationship. If you want to experience new things, you've got to work at the new things. You, some of y'all have been sitting on your butt too long. You need to get back up and get in the, in the battle. You got to get back on fire. You, you, I can't pull you off the milk. You got to come off the milk yourself. Just got quiet real quick because you know God's speaking to your heart tonight. You know God is talking to you. You know exactly who you are. You're sitting in a chair that we anointed with oil, and God is telling you, you feel it in your spirit, you feel it down in your bones, that pastor's talking to me tonight. I'm the one that's not doing 
everything right. I'm not the one. I'm the one that's not leading my family right. I'm the one that's not being supportive right. I'm the one that's still on the weekends at Johnny B. Dalton. I'm the one that's not committing to that woman or I'm not committing to that man completely. I'm the one that's not completing to Jesus Christ. I think in all the goodbyes that I've had to say to people, some of the hardest ones are the ones I thought were the most sold out to Jesus. Some of the goodbyes that I've cried over the most are the ones that, I, that said, Pastor, we'll be there for you till the end. We love you. We love your preaching. We're changed. We're here. And then, man, one bad month, one time something happened. Next thing you know, I don't see them no more. Or they try to destroy us. You know, I don't understand that. I have to write those people off and say, goodbye. So long. I love you. But my ship is setting sail. Week after week, month after month, year after year. Can I say this? couple months it'd be eight years here at Caney Creek Cowboy Church and I am so proud of that but more than anything I'm so proud that it gets new it don't get born because I don't let it because I don't let it listen to me Hebrews 5 11 got my Bible We need to say farewell, goodbye, and move on while we're letting go of things in our past. One thing that will help us is this. Listen to me. If you're feeling stagnant in your walk, I want to give you three things, three little things, and we'll go home that I think will help you tremendously get back on fire for God, get back on fire for your church, get back on fire for your ministry. We need to say farewell, goodbye, and move on while we're while we're still got a chance, we need to say goodbye to our past and move into our future. 2013's gone. It's 2014, and we're halfway done. Hebrews 11.5 says, verse 11, what page is it on? Hebrews 5, verse 11 says this. There's so much more we would like to say about this, but you don't seem to listen. Are you listening? I tricked you. I was just, shipper, are you listening, girl? Wave your hand in the air like you just don't care. I'm listening. Verse 11 says there's so much more that we'd like to say about this, but you don't seem to listen. So it's hard to make you understand. You have been Christians a long time now, and you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you. Again, the basics of a beginner must learn about the Scriptures. You are like babies who drink only milk and cannot eat solid food. A person who is living on milk isn't very far along in the Christian life and doesn't know how much about doing what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who have trained themselves, say themselves. 
save themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong and then they do what's right. I think we have to learn to rejoice for God has used everything in our life up to this point to complete us. How many have been through some things they'll never forget? Some hard lessons and some good lessons. Some rough times and some great times. I look back over 17 years with this woman at the end of the month here. We got 17. We're going to be 18 years maybe? 17? I've been trade you in, girl. She'd probably trade me in first. I don't think we'd trade each other in. Uh, they wouldn't. They couldn't live with me. My ADD would kick in. They'd kick out. God gave me the right woman. And after 17 years of marriage, we've had ups. We've had downs. We've had good times and we've had bad times. We've had lean times and we've had rich times. But all the time, you're seeing me and her together. That's the way it should be with our relationship with the Lord. It should be an all-the-time relationship. Not just a Sunday morning relationship. Not just a I'm here, preacher, see me at church relationship. It should be a Thursday at work when the boss has cussed you out. You turn the other cheek kind of relationship. It should be the kind of relationship when you get paid and you worked overtime and that big, big uh, boat sitting out there and you got all the money in your pocket, but you owe God 10% kind of relationship. There comes a time in your relationship with the Lord, he says, get off the milk and get on the meat. There comes a time in your relationship where you ought to be uh, training other people. What amazes me the most is you don't have to be uh, 60 years old to be a mature Christian. You can be a 21-year-old mature Christian, a 15-year-old mature Christian. Come on, somebody. You can be a 28-year-old solid man or woman of God because you put in your time. You're reading your Bible. You're studying the Word. You're walking with God. You're faithful in every area of your life. You're not perfect, but you're moving into an area to be more like Christ, which makes you walking with the Lord day in and day out. Things in our lives have been used for me and Mary to grow us, to train us, to teach us. Some have made us better. Some have made us smarter. But I had to celebrate this today that we're going on. We're not settling for 17-year marriage. We want a 50-year marriage. And I still want to pat her on the backside every now and again. I'm going to be one of them old frisky men. If you're not old frisky men, get old and frisky. We've grown up. What did you say, woman? Not with you? I'm talking about with their women. Here's your sign. Can I say this to you tonight in all seriousness? 
Growth is painful. Growth is painful. Growth is painful, and you cannot grow without the pain. It's like when you were a little kid and a tooth was coming in. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth, my two front teeth. And then there'd be nights you'd cry yourself to sleep because of toothache. They were coming in, but until they got in, there was a lot of pain. No pain, no gain. It's like a pregnant woman going through birthing pains. Our painful place has been the best place because it has driven us and caused us to run into God's arms. How many have been through some stuff and it's caused you to be where you are tonight? How we go through determines what's on the inside of us. We should be passing the test and having triumphs for some of us at this point. The test has never meant to tear us away from God, but to drive us close to God. One thing I've learned in my maturing with Christ, His timing is so perfect. And it's not Mark Grimes' timing. It's His timing. And it is so perfect. It matures me. Makes me depend on Him. It makes me understand that what he says in his word is true. I'm the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Another thing I think you can help you say goodbye to some things in your life is rejoice now because you have God's protection. I thank God that I had his protection when I was living in the world. I thank God that I didn't go meet the Lord with a beer on my breath. I thank God that every time those people told me they was going to kill me, they weren't successful at it. I thank God more now for his protection than I ever have. Why? Because I pray for the protection of my family. If you don't pray for the protection of your family, something wrong with you. Don't you take that for granted, men, women. You pray over your kids every time they go to school. You pray over them every time they get into a football game. You pray over them every time they get in their car and they drive off. You pray over your kids. You pray God's protection over them. You pray over them. Even if they're not old enough to, to talk or walk. Or You pray. You stand over their beds. You pray over them. You love them. You talk and speak life into them. You go and you support them. I was eating lunch with a pastor today. And he told me, he said, Brother, I don't know what I'm going to do. One of my sons is 11 and the other one is 9. And they're about to start junior high rodeo. He said, I don't know when I'm going to have the time for them. I said, let me give you some wisdom from a pastor who missed a lot of his oldest boys years i've been more years trying to grow this place than i did supporting my oldest son at his high school rodeos i regret that today i woke up one day when i realized that how am i going to run this church if i'm not there for my family i got to be a man of god i got to be there for my family before i can tell you to be there for your family i made some mistakes along the way but i've changed my family comes first. It is God first and family second. Then it's church, family, and work. That's how I do it. And that's the way it should be done. That's the way it should be done. And you need to try to keep it in that order. I told Gene, I said, Gene, I said, brother, I said, let me give you some advice. I can't get back those years at Justin High School rodeoed, and I wasn't there. 
So now he can be at a college rodeo anywhere in the world, or he needs a horse, I'll buy the best one they got. He needs a truck or a trailer, I'll make sure he's got what he needs. Why? Because I failed in my past, and I'm trying not to fail him again. You know what I can't get back? It's 15 years old with Justin. I can change things with Dalton. You'll notice now I'm more gone now than I've ever been. If Dalton's got a rodeo, I'm there with him. If they're somewhere, I'm with them. If I, if I need to take some family time, I take some family time. This place will sustain itself. It'll be here. Can I say this to you, too? If I don't call you back right away, you're not going to die. Call on Jesus. Call the elders. Call, call the past elders. Get a hold of one of your brothers and sisters in Christ that you cry to every Sunday anyway. God first. Family second. Men, women of the church, you need to hear me tonight. You need to be, not just the preacher needs to do this, but you need to do this. God first, family second. Church family third. And go to work. Rejoice brings protection. I thank God that God protects us. He empowers us for what we are doing. Some of us are like automobiles needing an oil change because of the bad stuff that we went through. Well, guess what? You can get a fresh oil change here tonight at Caney Creek Cowboy Church. God will give you his power to work in your life. We need to praise God because he gives us a fresh new oil, fresh new breakthroughs, fresh oil from God. The church should be a filling station, and you should come here and get filled up. You know that my secretary works at another church, and in summertime, they get down to hardly anybody. Because all those families, they live out there in them big fancy houses, and they got to spend that time on the lake every weekend in the boat, going here and going there and doing this and doing that. You got to make time for God, you got to get to the filling station. How many know what happens to a car when you're running out of oil? The motor dies. So does the Christian die if they're not going to church, if they're not reading their Bible, if they're not around other believers, if they're not serving, they die too. The church is a great filling station. You come, you get filled up, you get to go out there and you get to run a little more better. How many feel better on Sunday morning? On Monday morning after a good Sunday morning service. I felt so good Monday when I got to get up and go tell people about that guy in that red three-piece suit that come in here. I was telling everybody. My voice was shot. I couldn't hardly talk. And I was telling everybody, hey, you ain't going to believe, man. I had this dude walk up in my church, man. He had a red silk shoe. Man, he was bad to the bone. He made a grand entrance, too. He got here 15 minutes late. And his wife had her little cowboy suit. Man, they was blinging. Boy, they was bad to the bone. People thought I was crazy. I just stopped a stranger. Man, you ain't going to believe we come to my church this week. What happened? Ooh, yeah. It was Elvis Presley's. Did y'all know that that was Elvis Presley's on-stage singer? He sang with Wayne Newton in, in, in Vegas for years. That's who that guy was. He got the right to wear whatever he wants to, wherever he wants to. 
I took Joe shopping on Monday, but I couldn't find anything for Joe to wear. It looks like that. But after he threw, <laughs> we went down to the five and dime. I said, Joe, you got to get you one in suits, Jack. I feel so much better on Monday when I've been in church on Sunday. I feel so much more complete on Thursday when I've been rejuvenated on Wednesday night. I'm ready to face the weekend with my family with such a better attitude when I'm with my core brothers and sisters on a Wednesday night. Things begin to happen better for me when I'm around the body of Christ. I'm talking about me. I'm the pastor. Things begin to happen better for me, and I know that things begin to happen better for you. How many can say that? Everything begins to happen better for you when you're around the body of Christ, when you're around the church, when you're getting fed. When you see an altar full of people and you know it's your friend up there crying their eyes out, giving their heart to Jesus. When you see a teenager come up on stage giving his heart to the Lord or the husband you've been praying for for 15 years, finally, because of your faithfulness, God has blessed you. And now they're with you 100%. And they'll be with you on the other side. The last thing, and I'll, I'll be done. I, I think it's a good reason to say goodbye to our old life and start to rejoice because God is positioning some of you. And when I talk about getting off the the, the bottle, and I, I, I talk to you about getting on the meat, is because somebody in this church is fixing to get a position, and you need to make peace with everything that you've been through in the past so that you can make uh, ready for this new position that you're in. Melinda, you understand? You've got to make peace with your past so that you can make a way for this present position that God has you in. Somebody need to hear that. Somebody God is fixing to take and do some great things with, but not until you say goodbye to your old life. Goodbye to your old ways. Goodbye. There's a lot of things, brothers and sisters. I can't name them all. Sometimes I'll be up here preaching and they just come to me. Gossip, hatred, slander, uh, judgment, uh, cussing, stealing, lying, drinking. But I bet you if we went around the church and I told you to flip that paper over and write your sin on the back of it, I didn't name them one of them. Or maybe I hit the nail on the head with a few. But if we'll say goodbye to it tonight, God will start a new work. Put you in a position of, of great blessings to rain down on you. Make peace with everything you've been through because the new stuff is coming your way. We need to say goodbye to the old stuff and say hello to the new stuff. One thing I learned from going to manpower a couple years ago, I'm ready for another manpower. is the gift of goodbye, Kim Alexa. I learned that it's okay for me to say goodbye. Not everybody wants what's best for me, and I'm okay with that tonight. That don't change who I am in Christ. That don't change that I love them. 
But once I learn the gift of goodbye, I can let you walk away if you want to walk away. If you want to live that way, I'll let you live that way. If you want to act that way, I'll let you act that way. But I'm not going to go backwards. Huh? For some of you that are crying right now, and you understand what I'm talking about, some of you that are really grasping this message and you're chewing on it tonight, you understand that sometimes, sometimes, listen to me tonight, there are people who can walk away from you, and you hear me when I say this, when people can walk away from you, let them walk. The Bible says they come out of us that it might be manifested that they were not for us. For they had been for us, no doubt they would have continued with us. 1 John, 1 John 2.19. You don't have to turn there. I'm just, I just read that to you. It says, if the people in your past, in your past, were still with you in your present, they were to be with you tonight. But if they're not with you tonight, maybe they're not supposed to be with you at all. Quit hanging on to a relationship. It's causing you heartache. It's causing you pain. There are new relationships. Girl, we got new relationships. Huh? We got new relationships. You know what I get the maddest is when somebody from my past talks mess about me. It ain't that when you talk mess about me, that don't bother me anymore. <laughs> Maybe I was crossing my toes. I don't know. But when someone in my past talks mess about me, man, it fires me up. I want to do something about it. I want to go back to my old ways. I realized this week, and you need to realize it too, if those people were tied to our destiny, we're not saying that we want them to go to hell. We're just saying we got a mission of our own, and we can't be concerned about everybody. The Bible says, why save the whole world and lose your own soul? We do that. We do that, Melanie. We, we try to help everybody. We don't need help everybody because we don't get them saved. We, don't, we can't save anybody anyway. I have never saved nobody in my life. I've been in ministry now for nine years, and I've never saved no one in my entire life. Jesus does all the saving. So if that means I have to tell my brother you're not welcome at my house because you drugged, that means you're not welcome at my house because you drugged. I'll pray for you, but stay away from me until you get clean. If that means I have to tell you not to come back to my church until you get that hatred, that lying spirit out of you, that Jezebel spirit out of you, then I mean it. Get out of my church until you get a right spirit and want to be here for the right reasons. I'll see you later. I, people called me the other day and said, I can't believe you asked old so-and-so to leave your church. I said, I can't believe you'd ask me to let her stay. That kind of threw them for a loop. I said, would you want them to come over to your house and cuss and raise cane and flip you off on a weekly basis? Would you want them to threaten you? Would you want them to threaten your wife? Would you want them to threaten a, a little kid? No, 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 me neither. So I asked them not to come back until they get right. Wow, I never heard of a church doing that. I never heard of the Lord that wanted us to stay with our past. I never heard of a Lord that ever asked us to stay with our past. He told Peter, he said, take your ship and let's go out there and let's fish on the other side. There's a whole new blessing out there. 
and he's going to pour it on you. But you got to get in the boat, and you got to take off, and you can't look back. I wish somebody would hear me tonight. Can I say this? There's people that can't come to my house because they're not ready to come to my house, and I'm not going to let them come to my house. There are some people that come to my church that can't come to my house. Well, Brother Mark, don't it say that you should keep your doors open and this? Yeah. <clears throat> it says all that, but to the right people. Oh, y'all not grasping that. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. So if you do devilish activities, you're probably not serving the Lord. So as for me and my house, we do. And I'm going to need you to straighten that up and fly right and come on. Well, Brother Mark, you act like you're better than everybody else. No. I know myself, and I know how easy it is for me to go backwards. <laughs> so many righteous people here tonight. Dave Johnson, if we just went to the bar a couple weeks in a row, will we be strong enough not to drink? Will we be strong enough not to fight? If we went for a month, six months, and we decided to lay off a church, Will we be who we are today? Absolutely not. We've done stepped backwards. Huh? If we go around our old friends that are not walking with Christ, how long would it take us to act like them? That ought to step on somebody's toes. I can get around my friends back home, and I'm the pastor. I can get around my friends back home, and they'll be cussing, 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 cussing. But to me, I'm just Mark Grimes. Man, I might slip too. I might slip too, so I better get away from them. Because I'm going to ruin God's testimony if I don't. I catch myself. We be talking sometimes, having a great conversation, and they'll be saying S this and D that and all these bad words I can't say in church. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, Dalton wrote the. I got to go. I got to get. I'm out. I'll see you later. <laughs> I guess I'll be honest tonight. <laughs> if you're holding on to something that doesn't belong to you, that was never intended for you, your life, you need to let it go. If you're holding on to past hurts, you need to let them go. If someone can't treat you right and love you back and see your worth, you need to let them go. If someone's angered you and you're harboring bad feelings about them, you need to let them go. If you're holding some evil thought and some revenge, you need to let that go. If you're involved in a wrong relationship or you're addicted to any substance, you need to let it go. If you're holding on to a job that no longer meets your talents, you know you were made for more, you need to let that job go. A couple more and I'll be done. You need to say goodbye to a bad attitude. Who's God talking to? That's okay in a minute. I have. You keep judging other people's to make yourself feel better. You need to let that go. 
if you're stuck in the past and God is trying to take you to a new level, say goodbye to the past. If you're trying to help someone who won't even help themselves, let them go. Let them go. If you're trying to help somebody and you think you're some kind of savior, I got great news for you tonight. You're not. Give them to Jesus and let them go. If there's a particular situation that you're used to handling by yourself and you can't handle it no more, take your hands off of it and give it to God. Say goodbye to it. Just say, God, I'm giving it to you. I was having some chest pains that just kept reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring. My wife was having some problems here a while back, and, and she had mentioned it in the ladies' group or something. And someone came to her and said, we had a dream and, and, and this and that and the other. And made my wife all nervous and, and thought, I had a dream, and you need to really get checked out and this and that and the other. And, and uh, scared her to death. It was crazy. I got a dream. You know, people come up with some quirky stuff. Y'all have met them. Some of y'all. <laughs> they come up to her and said, uh, Mary, I, I heard you say the other night in women's Bible studies you were having some issues. Uh, God woke me up at 4 a.m. It was 4.03 and the news was on and uh, he told me that you need to go see a doctor and you need to check yourself out. And, and I know I know, I walk with God and this and that. And the other, my wife came to me. She was all broken up. She was nervous and she was like, honey, such and such came to me and told me I need to go see a doctor, this and that and the other. I said, hey, she don't live right outside of church. Don't listen to her. She told you I was her pastor. <laughs> I give her the same advice I give you. I don't go to my good time buddies for advice. I don't go to the ones drinking or drugging for advice. I come to the good Christian folks for advice. I call up my pastor. I call up Brother Doug. I talk to Dennis. I get on the phone with some of you, and I say, help me. Mary was been out of shape. She done made four appointments. She's like, I'm on the phone. She was done writing herself off because of what somebody wrong said. Don't you think that God is big enough to tell Mary or me or you or any of us that there's a problem, we need to address it? That's what he's here tonight to tell you. If there's a problem in your life, you need to say goodbye and address that tonight. You need to address it tonight. Whatever it is, you need to address it. Why I didn't put it on Facebook, why I didn't tell anybody, because I didn't want no knuckleheads coming up and telling me all the stuff I needed to do, like lose weight, miss and the other. Quit them, Dr. Pepper. What I had going on is serious. I need to get checked out. Want to make sure what you got going on between you and God. And if you need to say goodbye to it tonight, it is serious. Miss Vicky did something. Uh, I'm done. Miss Vicky did something I thought was really cool. She put a garbage can in her building over there for people to drop their prayer requests in, and their sins in. And Things they want to fix about themselves in. So I'd like you to do me a favor before you leave here. I want to close out and pray. And if you really want to grow up in God, on the back of your piece of paper, and if you don't have a pen, ask somebody for it when they get done. 
write down what you want to say goodbye to tonight and stick it in that whiskey barrel on your way out. And I want to pray over those and I'm going to burn them that they don't belong to you no more. Somebody ought to hear me tonight. I'm going to burn them and they don't belong to you no more. We'll release them to God in a smoke cloud. Miss Eleanor taught me that. She said, I'd just pray to God over things and I'd, I'd write my prayers down and then I'd light them up. That way I know that I didn't have to pray about them again because God had them. If there's a situation that you're dealing with, there's a, 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 a this is personal. Don't write down your husband's flaws. Write down yours. Address your issue. That's what a mature person does. They don't blame anybody else. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father God, before we leave here tonight, we say goodbye to a lot of things that have caused us to stumble and miss our blessing. We say goodbye to a lot of people that are not tied to us, Lord. We say goodbye, Lord, to our old past, and we say hello to whatever you want for us tonight, Lord. Lord, I love these people with all my heart. Everyone here tonight in one of these chairs, I love you and so does Jesus. And I want to see the best for you. Even if you don't like me or you don't care for me, my God, I love you. And I pour my heart into trying to make sure you understand that God loves you. And if you're going through anything tonight, you write that down or anything you need to remove, you put it on there, and I will pray over, and I will release them to God with you. You're not alone tonight. There's a house full of people in the hospital. Church is a hospital for sinners. It's not a dress-up place for saints. Lord, let us become real for one more minute, Lord, to write our stuff down, release it to you, never to pick it back up and never go back there again. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye to you, devil. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen.